everybody. Welcome. It is Monday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! We're all here and it's all very, very exciting. Uh, we have a huge list tonight, so the first 10 comics we're definitely going to have comments for. Please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. A nice fluffy brioche bun on top. You put the meat in the middle, and then you close it out with something nice. If you're going to speak, do it into a microphone, because that's the way things work in radio. Uh, hey, I'm really excited. We are training multiple people tonight because people are getting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Give it up for that. Yay! New shows at Mutiny Radio. You guys should be super stoked because your, uh, your host, learner, we're going to be moving all around tonight. We've got Alyssa Westerlund of the new Good News on Mondays from 2 to 4. And we have Jen of... Jen's questioning the Jen... What's the new show called? Friends with Jennifer. Friends with Jennifer. Coming on Saturdays from 2 to 4. So we're training tonight. Things are going to be crazy and awesome, as they always will be. Plugging in, figuring it out. Uh, again, we have a big list tonight. Does it work? you hear it? No. No? It's, we're, we're having some technical difficulties with hearing things. It's okay. No, no, it's because it's not plugged into the box at the end, probably. Don't oh. worry about that. Hey, your first comedian of the night. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, he runs his own shows all over the universe. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Should, but I, I, I unfortunately, alas, I don't. Okay, guys, straight into jokes. I, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, you tell a. Uh, hey, David. Anyways, you tell. Okay, thank you. I know it's the jacket. Anyways, you tell a girl you eat pussy and she's all for it, but then you take her home and your freezer's full of dead cats and she freaks out. I hate that joke. I don't know why I told it. I was like, you know, no. I've honestly, uh, moving on. Anyway, um, you know, whenever I kiss somebody, I'm reminded how soft my lips are, you know? Because, like, I was talking to my one guy, and he was all like, yeah, man, girls' lips are so soft. But, like, does he think that, like, guys' lips are duck builds or something? Like, ours are also very, very soft lips, you know? Just delicious Nice. Honestly, if you made out with a dude, you probably wouldn't tell the difference except for the facial hair and the fact that, you know, you'd probably keep your eyes open since you don't trust him. That's what I do. I don't trust anybody that much, so I don't, I never fully close my eyes. I'm always winking. Anyway, you know, I have trouble working out because I get turned on at the gym, and it's not because I'm surrounded by hot people. Like, I'm not a fucking perv. I just get turned on by how hot I'm going to be in a couple months. You know, like, I'm working out and being like, oh, my God, my six-pack abs, my body's going to be so fucking hard. And then, you know, I get, I pop one up and I uh, have to leave because that's, you know, that's inappropriate conditions for the gym. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, you know what? This is, this is going probably worse than I thought it was going to go, but not much, but not by much. So uh, one time I was I had this huge crush on this girl and we were pretty good friends but she had a boyfriend which was dumb and her boyfriend it late I later found out 
I mean, her her boyfriend was actually really cool with us being friends, even though I once got drunk and confessed my feelings to her. And she, he, I later found out that this boyfriend uh, turned out to be like crazy, super jealous to the point of being like emotionally abusive to this girl. And when I found out that. My feelings got really hurt because he looked at me, and even in his crazy, super jealous mind, he was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> you know, he was like, "I don't, I don't have anything to worry about from him." And you know what, dude? I totally could have. St- I guess I couldn't have because, you know, that's not how people work. Um. So, uh, so you guys, you think of a girl's a communist? Is that a red flag? Uh. You know, I talked to my therapist today and said, you know, I'm not writing as well as I like to. And he said a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to go into now. You know, guys, phone sex. I I tried phone sex with my girlfriend once, and it was the weirdest improv game I've ever played. Okay. That's not a good concept. I've learned that over the course of a couple days. Wow, you know, I do, do. Do I ever feel like you're going in, uh, in backwards in comedy? Because that's what this feels like. You guys know the masculine diet. You guys know a masculine diet. It's uh, you know, you know, it's like effeminate to eat, to eat like salads and shit, and like it's super manly to eat steak and drink whiskey. And that's because if you don't spend at a minimum of twenty minutes per bowel movement, you're not a real man. Okay, like if you're colon isn't more compacted than a Los Angeles freeway, then you must have a vagina. Okay, guys, let's keep comments incredibly short. Let's, I'll start. That wasn't very good, Arjun. It's time for comments, everyone. Comments, comments, comments. Um, that phone sex joke doesn't work because nobody likes improv and you should never admit to doing it. For the uh, human cart or for the uh, soft lips thing, I th- I like the idea, but like I think you just need to get like very biological on it. It's like you're talking about it from like an emotional place, but like you have a sort of brainy scientific understanding. Like guys, I like. Do you guys know what lips are made out of? They're both made out of fucking. I don't I don't know if it's cartilage or whatever, but like just get like collagen. Yeah, it's like there's no biological difference, so you can just take what sounds. Yeah. Comments, comments. We need comments, you guys. Come on, Ian. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I, I like the lip bit. It's funny. Um, I think you could expand on it with just some more funny words, like use voluptuous, talking about lips and just stuff like that, instead of just saying guy lips are really, really soft. I I really liked your improv bit. I bet it would go over really good in a theater community. I like how your uh, pen matches your T-shirt. It's very hot. Uh, sexy, very, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, lips are like butter, or they're like cotton candy, or they're like clouds, or they're like, yeah, give more descriptive words for sure. Comments, comments, come on, you guys, give them some I, comments. Brooks got them. Uh, is this on? Okay, uh, I, I, didn't, I thought there was a joke. Sorry, I thought there was a joke. It's very weird to not look at you while I give this feedback. Uh, I, was, I thought there was a joke in the improv phone sex thing that I just didn't understand. Like, I didn't realize that there was, like, and if it's, uh, can you explain it to me? Sorry, I know it sounds dumb. <laughs> well, usually no, I have an, I have, no, I have an expansion on it where I just just I just got nothing, so I just sort of stared 
and considered why I was saying it. But the actual expansion is like, you know, she's like, I take off my pants, and then I say yes, and I'm an Elvis impersonator or something. Uh, that's, see, that's funny. Now I get that. Yeah. Uh, that's. I really like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I just thought that the improv thing was its own punchline, but then I guess if I have to expand, okay. I didn't okay. get the whole yet, like the whole yes ending thing is very. Funny. Okay, does it's, people know that? Because I only know about that I think from. That's the only thing people know about yeah, improv. Okay, <laughs> yes and okay. The other thing I was gonna say is I really like your bit about the time that guys spend in the bathroom. I think it would be funny if you talked about like what you do to keep yourself occupied in the bathroom to like pretend that you're spending that much. Like, oh, I just pull out a Sudoku and pretend like I've been there. Oh for no, 20 I just minutes. spend when I'm on that diet. I spend just a lot of time pooping. Okay, well, I don't That's know if it was the, like a perceptions thing. Like, I you want to like pretend. Oh, like, uh, no, I just take you. really long bowel movements. That's more than I ever needed to know about you, but thank you. Tell more. Yeah. They come in small. I think that was just, I didn't really identify with bowel movement, bowel movement length and masculinity, so like you just need to explain why that's the case more because it wasn't just I get like so doesn't okay the steak like eating like like not eating steak veg- being masculine I get but like that was but okay like but okay the idea was that like the 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 salad and like that's high fiber diets that's like the like vegetables and like high fiber diets that's all kind of you know that's like the special K high in fiber that's all marketed towards women while things that are marketed towards men are like meat which takes longer to poop right so so men are marketed into a slow poo diet kind of. Yeah. Ah. Just take a thing and like yeah, give us okay. that. And yeah. Then, like, explain and I, I think what Brooke was getting at, like you might eat healthy, like you eat salads, but you pretend to poop like a man, so you just like go to the bathroom for like 20 minutes. I think that's where she was going. <laughs> All right. yeah. Yeah. Can I just have a quick suggestion on taking feedback? Uh, I feel like it's when you have a shitty set when you should want feedback. So next time you take feedback, I just suggest like wanting the feedback, you know? Yeah, but on the other hand, that is a that is the biggest backhanded compliment that ever had. He Fatherly lectures said you had a great from set. everybody, Arjun Banerjee. Well, uh, no, he was backhanding yeah. you, telling you had a good set, so you should not have a. If you no, had no, a bad I reckon, set, I, I, you could I, ask I, I, feedback. I, I, I mean, I, I, stay, I stayed up here and I, 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 I come to joke workshop. You know, I, I know. I'd listen. Is it cheating if so your set is about shit? Alyssa Westerlund knows exactly how to make this happen. <laughs> she knows exactly. She's training right now. So is Jen. We're hanging out here at Joke Workshop. Your next comedian up on the list is someone you should clap wildly, John Halkabez! The stuff of biscuit, he's a tiny mouse. He's a tiny mouse. Figure out what you want to do. Um, all right, right into jokes. I, I think I'd rather be a, a firefighter than a cop because cops have to, have to enforce all sorts of unjust laws and firefighters only have to enforce just laws, like the law that houses aren't allowed to be on fire and that kitty cats aren't allowed to be stuck in trees. Good laws, great laws, enforce them up. That's what I say. Also, if they ever get bored of the station, they can just go play peekaboo with all the safe surrender kids in that one room, you know? Um, do you know that, that, co- that uh, fire stations are safe surrender sites? Like you can leave a baby there if you if you would rather not have it um it's like it's cool but it just like why 
I don't know. Wi-Fi or like you can leave it even if it's not on fire. That's what confuses me. They don't they don't make any discriminations. Um, it just seems I don't know. It just seems weird. Like who is the who is the person who thought of that? Like they were just hanging out waiting for a fire, and then one of them's like, "Hey, what about what if we had babies? What if we had some babies at the station? You know?" And I don't know. Also, like. Like, technically, that's, technically, like, it's supposed to be anonymous. Like, you're supposed to just leave it in, like, a basket outside of the the fire station or whatever. But, like, that's only to protect the parents, right? Like, that's only for their sake. So, if, if, you, if you wanted to, couldn't you just walk up to a fireman and just be like, um, this is for you. Um, so, he goes by Michael, but what do I know, right? <laughs> um, that was a... <laughs> That was a dig at single parents who can't quite make it work. Um, that's what that was. I, uh, I, I went to an anti-Trump protest at, at some like building he owns in downtown San Francisco a few weeks ago. And at one point, this guy on the megaphone was like, everybody in that building is a bystander. And I was like, all right, buddy, your landlord's a piece of shit too, you know? <laughs> Like, just because he's not president doesn't mean you get to... I don't know. If I, I think if anyone who lives in Trump Tower should feel a little guilty, and not guilty because, like, they're, like, supporting Trump or whatever, but just guilty because their parents, their kids aren't going to have parents anymore when that shit gets 9 11 real soon. Um, just kidding. We're on the radio. Ha-ha. Give it up for me, Arjun Banerjee. Hey. Um... I know, I'm sorry. Um I uh you know how like you know how like um a lot of homophobic congressmen will be caught like blowing a dude in an airport bathroom? I think we're gonna catch Trump at a mosque sometime soon. Just praying. Praying how would he get away with it, you ask? I don't know, maybe strap on some some prosthetic hips and breasts and just wear a full, you know, the just the eye hole thing. I don't know. Um, don't do that, Trump. That'd be insensitive. Um, I think for me, it's like the re like people are upset because he's unqualified, and I don't think that really bothers me. I think it's it's more just that he's he's a bad bad man. Like if someone else unqualified, some other like dumb celebrity was president, like if if the if if the electoral college had decided to save us from Trump and just be like, we're gonna go with Regis Philbin, I'd been I'd be cool with that. Be like, all right, well, I don't think he really knows anything about policy, but he seems to have a good attitude. A smile on his face, you know? Doesn't seem to be a complete piece of, of poo-poo. All right, cool. That's uh, That's been my jokes. John Alcabez. Time for comments, everyone. Uh, when you're doing that fireman bit, and it's like, I thought you were going to go, you know, like these guys aren't, enough of a you know chick magnet now they're saving babies too you know like they're heroes and they with a soft side is that how they get their baby back ribs what yeah i think you could <laughs> elaborate on stuff that people would surrender at a fire fire station like beyond just babies like, yes, they know, surrender like, the safe surrender spaces. Yeah, what is, what is what is shit that people just like 
often don't want and would drop off there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like babies' couches. Yeah. Something like Like people leave couches on on a street corner and then we'll post a Craigslist ad that's like, hey, I don't want this couch. Like you could you could do that with babies. Like stuff like paint, asbestos, like stuff that you can't just dump. You know, like. right? You just take it to the fire station well, yeah, and pour it on the babies. It's weird that it's like it's illegal to it's legal to leave a baby, but it's illegal to leave like a couch. Like that's kind of yeah. What about a politician dumping station? Ooh, I like that. Mm. Oh, another 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 tag that I didn't say is that the reason that you can't you can't safe surrender a baby at a police station is because they don't they have no way of knowing whether that's like a safe surrender baby or if it's a, a criminal you know someone like if someone leaves someone at a police station probably a criminal right I don't know if you can work this to the joke or not but I've noticed that the safe surrender signs both look like someone like hugging a child or someone kidnapping and molesting it. Like, it's oh like boy. A, it's like a this hug thing around. Oh yeah. <laughs> so no. Uh, I thought the Regis Philbin thing was funny. Totally unrelated note. Uh, but if you're going to pick Regis, I would want to know like a reason kind of why. Why like, it's If you him? like make an act out that's like Regis specific. Oh yeah. Okay. I just like, oh, because like people say... Like, I feel like there have been a lot of jokes recently where people like, you know what would be a better president than Trump? Like, insert completely random name. Uh-huh. And I feel like you could take it a step further than that because that might be a little overdone. Tight. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Yay! Your next comedian, he has a great show called Destiny's Mom. And you guys should definitely go to all of his shows. You're going to love him right now. Put your hands together for David Roth. Oh, wouldn't that nice breeze feel good down there? So you guys, I think there's what, Pam, 3,000 listeners. If everyone just donates a dollar to this radio station, just donate. Everyone here that has a job that's in tech or something not sad, we all need to come and back Pam. She's been amazing for us. She isn't making money on this shit. Like, everyone should really consider supporting Mutiny Radio. It's an amazing place for the community. (laughs) You know what gets people in the mood for laughter? (laughs) Is a Jew telling them that they should spend money. Um, So, what am I, oh yeah. It's, I'm divorced and I'm like back into the sex game, Brooke. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's fucking scary, you know, like with the STDs and what, what's out there. Like, I don't know. I left, I left the game in like 03 and now I'm just back and it's fucking terrifying. I don't, H, I don't think HPV was around and I'm just, I'm like kind of scared to have intercourse, like blowjobs. Like you can get shit from blowjobs. Like I think what I just, I'm just all about the handjobs. Like handjobs for me is where it's at. Like when I get a handjob, it just quiets the voices in my head. That's, that's like my comfort zone is just hand jobs. I feel like that's kind of about what I deserve too. Like I don't, like if you're going to fuck someone, like give them some muscles and don't make them look like Jason Biggs. Like I don't think that I deserve really fucking. I think, and it's just nice too because like hand jobs is like a hand on my penis. And I, that's a fami- like that's a home game for me. You know, that feels really familiar. Um, how's everyone doing? Uh, what else do I want to try? Oh yeah. 
I'm th- yeah, I'm 35. Like, I'm tired of getting fucking snooty looks from waiters when I order Prosecco. I don't know. It's like, I g- they always, if I ever order Prosecco and, like, my date, who's female, uh, I know that's hard to believe, is, like, getting, I don't know, white or red wine. Like, they always bring her the Prosecco. Uh, like, when I order, they're just, they just give me these fucking, like, snooty-ass looks. I'm like, dude, I'm 35. I've had sex with a woman before. I'm going to have sex with a woman again. Just, like, let me enjoy. It's a celebratory feeling by ordering Prosecco. It tickles. I like the bubbles, okay? Um, I'm so funny, right, Arjun? I wanted to... St- <laughs> I was at my uh, my I was at my grandma's funeral. She's she didn't really get a lot of Facebook attention for not making it through 2016, but uh, she was also one of the victims. Uh, <laughs> it just shows. And uh, my my aunt is this like Hasidic Jews, and Hasidic Jews are just like so fucking intense. Uh, like they're just more interested in their relationship with God than like any human being. So it's like very hard for me to connect with my cousins and my aunts. And uh, one of the, I think this is probably like really traditional for most burials, but when you're burying the dead, uh, you'd sort of take, there's a hole in the ground with the, with the coffin and you sort of take some dirt and like shovel in and then just dump the dirt over the casket. And that's just like how you bury them. Well, my aunt was just like super fucking in her own head. She wasn't really paying attention. So when she was burying people, she was just taking the shovel and then fucking swinging the dirt like as hard as she can just because she was just like so in the moment. And I like, she does not realize, it's basically some fucking like Buster Keaton comedy because she's digging away and then like the entire front row of the ceremony is just like covered in fucking like dirt that's like sticking to their tears. And, um... I think uh, if you're, it's just immigration's kind of strange to me. These I know these don't have. So I need I need segues. Uh, I just feel like if you are an illegal, I don't know. Like Texas, it's weird because they just want to build a wall. Everyone's got their fucking gun out. But like Michigan, like do you know how flattered we would be if an immigrant swam to Detroit? Like that is our fucking city is completely. Empty, man. I'm from Detroit. It's like a, it's, it's a border town. No one realizes that. It's next to Canada. Um, the fact that they like keep people from coming to Detroit, like we need warm bodies in Detroit. It's kind of insane. Um, what did I have to say about that? Yeah, like I feel if it's like a great starter city if you're like an immigrant. Like if you go from like, I don't know, from Syria to San Francisco, that just like Aleppo to SF, that's going to be like insane culture shock. But like, if you go to Detroit, just like ease into it, like get that feeling of like that nice third world shit. All right, thanks guys. I've been David. David Roth, everyone. Hooray, huzzah! My Time for God. comments here on the My Joke God. Workshop. Yo, uh, yeah, I like the. It's the first one that comes to mind. The very last one, like you could talk about how Detroit is like a a, a medium buffer, or it's like it's like a medium like ease into. Uh, to like live not living in the third world like you could just like give examples like bef- like the water is like totally brown in Syria I don't know and like only sort of brown in Detroit or like shit like that yeah yeah I didn't just to like elaborate on the reasons why like Detroit is like a starter pack or whatever I I mean I mean this probably didn't like just start off saying that you're from Detroit because you said we and I was super confused because you do not come off right yeah as Detroit <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know if this was like supposed to be a punchline or not, but the fact that you called it a border town, I thought was really funny. I don't know if there's like other 
buzzwords you can use about the southern border that you could bring into being um, from Detroit. What was the line you had about looking like Jason Biggs? I just like I deserve hand jobs, but not intercourse. And like it, I think it's like fuck someone with muscles, not someone that like looks like Jason Biggs. Okay, I like the I like the structure. I would pick a diff. I would pick an actor that looks more like you. I don't think you look like Jason Biggs. Andy Samberg. I get Jason Biggs and Andy Samberg. You're, but you're so much tanner than both those people. I would pick somebody like with like black. Never mind. We Give them a few suggestions. Suggest me one. Oh, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who plays Jason Biggs' dad in American Pot? No, Eugene I'm Levy. <laughs> um. You know, you do actually look a little bit like Eli Roth. Who's that? The director of Hostel? No. No. Too nerdy. Too nerdy. Get a microphone, Ian Levy. I really liked, I don't know if this was like rehearsed or not, but your uh, funeral act out was the like the highlight of that story. I would, I like that, do that. Because I did, it was that that seemed unrehearsed. That seemed like you were just sort of telling a story, but that was really private. I uh, I like that story. How your Hasidic Jew family is no good at manual labor. I like that part. Yeah, yeah it was great. No, it's good. It's a good. It's a good thing to act out. It's something funny, like the, on their tears. The whole story was good. I just wanted to make a. I just wanted to make a slick uh, anti-Semitic comment in there. Right. Well, I noticed when I was doing that, it's really fucking hard to shovel and have a microphone, which I need to like figure that out at some point. Well, you can say the line and then. Yeah, yeah. She was using this. I just feel really bad for the three thousand listeners at home that missed the act out, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You acted it out with your mouth, David Roth. Everybody put it together, everybody. David Roth, yay! La, la, la. Your last comedian uh, was very funny, and you should all go see Destiny's Mom Shows. Look them up on Facebook and like them. Your next comedian, she recently put together a show for the ACLU, raising lots of money because Cheeto Orange Face is now a reality. She... Yeah is also a real person. Put your hands together for Brooke Heineken! Pam is leaving out that she was awesome in that show. Um, I feel like we should do like a Wikipedia style everyone talk about Mutiny Radio and fundraising before this. Like if we all, if everyone in this room gave a dollar, we would be done in like five years. (laughs) Um, Okay, so some new stuff. Uh, So I was at home. Uh, for Christmas, and it reminded me of the fact that when I was a little kid, I used to be in the Christmas pageant. Were any of you guys ever in the Christmas pageant as kids? Yes. Were you? What were you? I was a sheep. I was a sheep too. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole bit about being a sheep because I wanted to be like, look at my sweet white virginal face. What do you think I was? Sheep. I was a sheep. My mom put me in all white, which is something I didn't deserve as a messy five-year-old. And then she, well, looking back, I realized what she basically did was like wrapped my head in a hijab that had cotton balls taped to it. She was not very costumey mom. Um, but it was good. I got to stand in my white hijab in front of a bunch of rich old white people and bah, to my heart's content. Um, and we did the same show. I was the sheep for six years. <laughs> Six years of buying. I never moved up in life. All I wanted to do was be the Angel Gabriel once. Because Angel Gabriel got lines and got to sing songs and shit. I didn't get any lines as a sheep. Uh, 
And when I, the other thing was the Angel Gabriel was always played by a woman, which I thought was a progressive choice for like an otherwise incredibly conservative town. Gabriel, by the way, is a man. Uh, or was a man. So, but we were not racist. Like, we were one of the few people in my hometown that weren't like racist conservatives, which I know to be true because I'm reminded of that every time I come home, my mom only puts up racially plausible nativity scenes around our home. Uh... The other thing I noticed while I was home at this like strip mall in Ohio is that this mall is one of those uh, bathrooms that have condom dispensers in the bathrooms. Do they have those anywhere in San Francisco? Or like, they'll have machines, like broken old machines that still sell condoms and tampons. Uh, and it, I understand that like the condom is no different than the one you buy at a grocery store, but it's just like a little bit grosser, you know? Like it's a little less comfortable using it. Uh, but the thing is like, I have a question. Who is that for? Because like I've seen married couples at the mall and I've seen, I know that the only thing that a married woman is getting filled with is rage and marital doubt. (laughs) So you have to assume that those condoms are for people that met at the mall and could not wait. And they were like getting hot and heavy, presumably in a mattress store. And one of them was like, wait, I got to run a quick errand between the Chick-fil-A and the teeth whitening stand. Stay right there. But they have them in the women's restrooms. And not that I'm trying to be unequal. Like, sure, you guys should, everyone should split costs. But like, why in the women's restroom? I feel like if something the man only uses. Uh, anyway, that was all. That was actually all I brought. That was new. Uh, yeah. Seed my time to the floor. Oh, is that? Are you done? Um, no, do it another minute. You have a minute. Okay, I will. Okay, I'm still working on this joke. Uh, so in Ohio, uh, we do this lovely creative thing where we vote on our county coroner, um, and they have party affiliations. Uh, they do. No, it's a real thing. We vote on our coroner uh, because... Oh, fuck, I totally forgot the punchline for this. Um, but so they have party affiliations, and I'm always conflicted about who I'd want to like vote for there because that's definitely the one politician you want to lie. You want that politician to not tell that your wife or husband it was drugs. Uh, and, but the, if it's a Democratic coroner, when I like inevitably die in a single bicycle accident, will a Democratic coroner say that I died of like a botched back alley abortion that wasn't covered by health care? But we elected a Republican coroner, uh, so they're going to say that I died of a tragic overdose of marijuana in Plan B. Uh. Hey, everybody, that was Brooke Heineken. Yay! The botched Plan B. Too much estrogen in your system. You throw up and then not have a baby. Yay. Comments all the Sorry, I've done, I've done Plan B. It's just a forced, it's just a forced period. It's not a big deal. There's just a bunch of cells in your uterus. It's okay. I'm not, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm don't, sorry. Don't I don't mean anywhere. to be Indiana right now. I am not the state of Indiana. I'm not a weird shape like that. There you go. Hey, comments for Brooke Heineken. Uh, yeah, so I thought when you were talking about that, the condom, like, who could it be for? I thought you were going to mention, like, I don't mean to slut shame, but who is this for? You know, the condom in the, in the mall. Yeah. You know. No, I'm not slut shaming you no, no, for no, the... You can buy it next to the tattoo place that does the tramp stamps. They I sell they sell both. They, maybe they don't even sell real tramp stamps. They sell the kind that you put on with licking them. What are those? Like temporary, like, like temporary, <laughs> temporary tramp stamps. <laughs> temporary tramp stamps and 
condoms. Now that I would know <laughs> that they sell them individually, which is like pretty funny. Like you just get one. I think you just get one. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like that's interesting because you get one shot. <laughs> Better than if it had a recycle bin for them. <laughs> I, I mean, I would assume they're just for teenagers who have nowhere else to go but the mall. Like that would be my, that was, that was just my opinion. Like, like yeah. Oh, I could say like every time I went to the mall, I'll be like, you only have 10 cents. You can't buy anything at the mall. I'm like, ha, just you wait, mom. <laughs> ten condoms cents? don't cost yeah, 10 cents. You clearly cent. never bought a condom. <laughs> Not from these machines. I don't, I don't know, know when you were fucking, but... issue condoms go for, Ian? They're expensive. They're, They're like a dollar a piece it's at like, least. It's like more a, than a stamp. It's like a dollar 25. Oh, yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, they know yeah. they got you. You're going to spend whatever to get it. You, know. you think condoms are expensive? Try filling out forms for FAFSA. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I also think there's something really funny about how like there's a huge availability of like contraception in malls in in like suburban Ohio, but not in like super liberal San Francisco. Yeah. You know, because you figured it'd be the you figured there'd be a lot of easy access to contraception in San Francisco. You just have to go to the Eagle. They have that great thing at the door where you can take as many condoms as you want. Have you not been there? There you go. I mean, that's that's all, all gay bars have that. Thank God for gay yeah, bars. Yeah, oh, I thought Mutiny Radio. Great, if you're just trying to save on condoms, I mean, I hang out in a lot of gay bars. Uh, As a yeah, fundraiser yeah. for Mutiny Radio, we will be providing maps to all the condom dispensers yeah. in town. Every donation to Mutiny Radio, 3,000 listeners, will get you a handful of condoms. <laughs> Everybody, Brooke Heineken! Yay! Moving along. Your next comedian is a really funny guy. Uh, he was from out of town, but now he's a regular here, and that is amazingly wonderful. I want to hang out one night and not drink with him and hear about the stories when he used to drink. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Banks! Yeah. All right, how's it going, everybody? Happy fucking New Year. Nobody else said that. Yeah, I just got back from Mississippi. I didn't realize how much racism like comforts me. <laughs> I kind of like it. I mean, I'm not racist, but I have a sense of humor. I mean, you kind of laugh at some of the shit. I got off the plane and it wasn't 10 minutes. I swear to God, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, and there's a black and white couple with a baby, and this white woman, this drunk white woman walks back by, and she's like, oh, look, a half and half. I was like, are you fucking serious? I mean, I said, that's fucking racist, like, after I stopped laughing. But, uh... You know, it's crazy down there. It's crazy. I mean, like, you know, there's got to be some, like, differences between us like that's what makes us unique i mean without black people's cooking my life my life would be incomplete i mean soul food give me a fucking break but it kind of was like the most genius idea to kill off the white people i've ever heard in my entire life but anyway so uh yeah i'm like trying to trying to like watch what i eat and like sugar's like my downfall like anything with sugar in it and that's the worst place to ever try to stop is going to your grandmother's house. And she's like, you want some more pie? You want some more pie? I'm like, look, Grandma, if you don't fucking get away from me with this pie, I'm going to slap you. But like, of course, I want a small slice. You <laughs> know, and I start, I can't fucking stop. And now I'm here. Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm 31 years old now. And uh, like, I'm trying to like eliminate everything out of my life that I don't enjoy. 
you know, everything that I don't have to do. So I gave up reading. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm like, fuck reading. Like, everybody is like, knowledge is power. I'm like, bullshit, it's fucking scary. <laughs> I'm like, like, my first sex ed class was horrifying. Like, I didn't know anything about, like, any of that shit until I went there. Like, I didn't need to know that my high school girlfriend, like, cheated on me. Like, ignorance is bliss, people. I mean, I, I just... I don't like it at all. Like, what are you going to do? Like, impress some woman on trivia night? I mean, it's never once gotten me laid, so I fucking gave it up. Gave it up. You know, like, it's like, who, like, sewed up the first flag that, like, or what was the white person's name that took credit, sorry, took credit for inventing the first flag or some shit, you know? But, like, I mean, that's what shapes are for, so you don't have to read. Like, stop signs or octagons. Fucking yield as a triangle. I mean, you really don't need it. I mean, maybe like an instruction manual or something like that, but now they have pictures, like, thank God. You know, but like, every, I don't fucking read instruction manuals. Afterwards, I'm like, oh, look, where are these three screws go as my bookshelf collapses or whatever. But I'm done with it, you know. But I've been going to like therapy and shit. Well, I don't go anymore, but for the sake of the joke. Um, but like this nonsense, like this whole self-love thing, like do you realize how long it took me to realize I'm the fucking problem? Like, you know, like, I mean, like, like I'm the guy telling me to go eat another fucking cookie. Like it's, why the, why the fuck would I like love that guy? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not that fat, Matthew. You can have a cookie. And then I go eat a cookie. He's like, you're a fucking fat ass, Matthew. Why the fuck did you eat that cookie? Like, I don't want anything to do with that psychopath. You know, I don't think it's doing me any good. Uh, one thing left. Yeah, I, like, I didn't realize, like, all the shaming that could happen until I moved to San Francisco. Like, fucking, like, what the fuck? Like, slut shaming. And, like, somebody told me I was victim shaming the other day. Like, what the fuck? I was like, this girl calls me for the 20th time. She's going back to the guys being a dick to her. I'm like, that's not victim shaming. Like, fucking move on. Get one of your scary feminist friends and, like, kill him. I mean, but don't, like, don't fucking turn it around on me. Like, come on. What's next? Like rape shaming? He just likes to rape. It's not a big deal. Well, anyway. That's not a good comparison. Yay! <laughs> Matthew Banks loves cookies! Everybody give it up for Matthew Banks. Loving cookies. No cookie shaming here. There will be no cookie shaming in this room. Comments for Matthew Banks. Uh, I love pretty much the whole thing, except you're reading off your notepad the whole time you're talking about not reading. <laughs> like... <laughs> Good. All right, that's all. People on the radio didn't see that. He didn't break the fourth wall. Very nice. No, no, no. For the audience here, fine. But listening on the radio, killing it, killing it. Uh, I, I that was all super funny, man. Good job with the stuff. But the old, the only line that you kind of you mentioned it, and it seemed like an actually a good idea. And then you just went on was the uh, using soul food to kill people. Like that's to me, to me that's funny. But you you just mentioned it and then immediately. I've got a whole bit on it. Oh, okay. So if you have other stuff, but but yeah, but it was all yeah, it was all good. I really like the yeah, knowledge is power, but reading is just like, next week. Is tell us your bit, soul food. <laughs> Brooke looks like she has something to say. Uh, I think I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> that always happens to me, Pam, remember? When you forget what to say? People forget their feedback. 
Because it was so great. And then they are like, I liked it so much. What yeah. part did I like? I would, if you're talking, the shaming joke is good. Um, I would just, that last line, I would make it something not rape. Uh, I would make it like murder. Okay. Oh, it, uh, no, no, exactly. No, this is a good, I was not offended by the rape thing either, but we know that, I mean. I thought it brought things down a little bit, but maybe that was just my perception. I felt the same way. Just like, it was like a funny joke and then it was just kind of like a... Uh, because it's a good line. The, the act out of like... Leave it to a Midwesterner to do that kind of shaming. What's that? <laughs> On your travels. Leave it to one of those races. If, they, if this were not California, they would be saying... Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> goes, oh, yeah. For sure. Of course. <laughs> they blame California like right now for everything. Go ahead. Way, I like cool. the reading yeah. thing that you did. I thought the reading thing was really funny. Um, you could talk more about like Ikea because they don't have any words in it. It's just little pictures or even talk about how um, you've replaced like texting. You don't read texts either. If there's no emojis, like you don't bother or something. That's good. All right. <laughs> more comments, anybody? More comments? All right, everybody. Clap wildly for Matthew Banks. All right. <laughs> Your next comedian is a stalwart here at the station. He takes really cool pictures and he says funny jokes. Clap your hands wildly for George Davis! Thank you. He puts the stall in stalwart slowing the show down. All right. Oh, I was thinking about uh, the way people talk in like interviews and stuff. I was listening to interviews today, and I noticed one thing about authors. Authors can't seem to like talk. Like if you ask, like I watched Anne Rice in an interview, and when inter- when she was interviewed, it was like, so uh, you said it in New Orleans, and she goes, um, well. New Orleans. I'm like, dude, this is a fucking hour of C-SPAN of this. There's no way I'm making it to the end. There's no fucking... I wanted to run screaming for the doors, pulling out every... Well, I guess I did pull out all my hair and just like just screaming, fuck the world. Uh, what was the other one? There was another set of voices that I had clicking in my head today I was going to do for you guys, but... uh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On Jeopardy, right? When fucking Alex Trebek does, it's the lamest thing in the world is when he does that fucking Q&A at the beginning of the show. Like, he'll be like, uh, and Eric, I hear you like to collect uh, hubcaps. Yes, Alex, uh, I have seven. (laughs) All right, and on to Jeopardy. Here we go. Fuck me, man. This is some thrilling. And I'm, we really got to know that fucking guy. Let me tell you that much. Man, I was right to the heart. Is it shiny? You didn't even get to that. <laughs> He's a nice guy. <laughs> All right. All right. You ever like the term, like, you know, you can't outrun a bullet? Like, you know, uh, you know, death always catches up with you, all that type of stuff. There was one I had never heard about. I never even really thought about until uh, Carrie Fisher died. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually cried when Prentice Leia died. It was very sad. But then the next fucking day, her mom dies. 
And if you know anything about Carrie Fisher, have ever read Postcards from the Edge, the one thing that stands out on top of everything else in the book, fuck the drugs, the Hollywood stories, the number one thing she wants you to come away with in that book is, my mother will never let me out of her spotlight. <laughs> She's always trying to steal my fucking spotlight. And who dies the day after Princess Leia? The woman from fucking singing in the rain. Jesus fucking Christ. Pictures of her with her mom kissing her on the cheek and shit. Like, fuck you. That's such a bummer, man. It's like, <laughs> God damn. So you, can, you can't outrun jealousy. That's what I meant to say. That's what, You know, you can outrun a bullet. No, you can't outrun jealousy either. So, at least a mother-daughter jealousy. Holy shit. Can we say, man? Anyway, that's crazy. Uh, what's another thing I was going to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Jealousy Never Sleeps. That should have been the name of their movie. All right. So, over uh, Christmas holiday, um, I was playing cards with these guys at, uh, in my little uh, lobby. These old guys. And I wanted them to impart a little knowledge to this young guy. You know, I'm trying to fucking learn something from some older guys, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and these guys are just sitting there talking about the bowl game and shit. I don't care about football. I know I kind of should, but I don't. And I'm just like, you know, at the end of the day, fellas, I just want to know, like, I got two questions. One, when I go on a two-hour, how old, when I, how old do I have to be to know when I go on a two-hour drive, I have to put a little toilet paper up my butt? You know, I just got to know, like, how old, what, at what age does that run into me? Like, how old do I know when my dick won't work? That's all I want to know, doc. Two fucking things, and they didn't tell me shit. They imparted no knowledge, and they're a bunch of dickheads, so I want to tell them on the podcast, go fuck yourself. Thank you. Good night. George Davis, everyone. Yes. One of the best sets I've heard from him. Uh... It's a new year. It's a new motherfucking year, and George Davis is killing it. I No, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed your set so much that I didn't even know to light you. I looked at my clock. I was so entranced with what you were saying that I didn't even look at my clock till 3.37, and that's when I honked you. So right. that's because I was actually like listening to your jokes, and I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is he talking? This is awesome. That Carrie Fisher stuff, it's topical. It's awesome. It makes sense. You've got the postcards from you. You have all the, the concrete details that need to be there so we know you know what you're talking about and it it i've never i haven't heard anybody say that yet that was great thank you yeah yay, yay. happy new year yeah happy. i He's think turned a corner everyone yeah i think you can go a lot deeper with that with that too like the mother-daughter dynamic you should probably read up on a couple of psychology books on that sort of thing and really like delve into it how okay. like the, those issues run deep and, really really matthew really really <laughs> all right are you sure yeah. Wait, we yeah, need you in the mic, Brooke. You can, you can heckle me when Stop, I Stop, Matthew. It was really funny. I think that's when I opened about the, was that the Alex Trebek one? That just the Alex Jeopardy? Trebek. The Jeopardy stuff. Oh, the act out, your act out was really funny. The hubcaps, that's what I, that was my favorite part of your set. The whole set was fired. Thank you. And Thank you. Alex Trebek is awesome because he is the most pretentious douchebag that's ever, he's smarter than everyone. He knows every answer to every question. Fuck that guy. So I really enjoyed that you did a joke about him because fuck that guy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hey, that was George Davis turning a corner. 
for the new year. Look at that new comedian coming out of the hot. Your next comedian, uh, you know what? He might be hot. He's wearing a beautiful warm jacket and we love him so much. Uh, it's a new year and we want to hear what's happening to Zach Wiseman, everyone. Yay! Uh, this is the best year I've ever fucking seen in my entire goddamn life. Hasn't done anything to ruin itself yet. It's amazing. So on New Year's Eve, I, uh, I hit a girl in the head with a beer real hard. It was not intentional. I did not mean to do it. I was upstairs and I threw it at a wall, and it bounced, and it went down the stairwell, and somehow nailed somebody in the head, a floor below me. And if I had intended to do that, I would be fucking awesome. <laughs> but no, I'm just an asshole. Just an asshole still. Uh, so Trump's president, huh? Cool, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really funny, because as soon as he got elected, people were protesting. And I was like, what the fuck are you protesting? Save it, you know what I mean? Don't, don't protest over spilt milk. It already fucking, you're doing nothing right now. It's ridiculous. It's fucking making people's brains go dumb. You're just doing dumb shit. Like, uh, I see a lot of this on the internet, people be like, Dude, what, what even is white culture? Is that a thing? And it's like, first of all, you're talking about fucking white American culture, because fucking violins, spaghetti, fucking whatever, man. Spaghetti? Okay, fucking pastries, French shit. I don't fucking know. Fuck you. But it's just dumb, because uh, obviously white culture, like, don't pretend shit doesn't exist just because you're mad. That's stupid. They'd be like, well, it doesn't, well, it's not even a thing. Okay, uh, just look for anything that people complain about there not being enough minorities in, and that's fucking white culture. They're like, oh, there's not enough black people in Seinfeld. Fucking white culture. Did it. We found one. <laughs> Absolutely. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't uh, like, uh, it's not the word racism I don't like. I just don't like the, the, uh, like the caveats to it. Like, it, you can't be racist unless you're a part of the power structure, right? You know what I mean? And I think that's silly. Like, it shouldn't, it's too contextual. Like, uh, if, if you, like, uh, uh, I was at work today and this dude was yelling racial epithets at me, and I shouldn't have to figure out whether he's your boss to know if he's racist. You know what I mean? That's stupid. Oh, that guy's, he's bigoted against racial stereotypes. Fucking shut up, man. Just use one word. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, if I go down to Clement Street, I'm like, look at all these slant eyes. I'm a racist. But if I go to China, and I go, look at all these slant eyes, they'd be like, at least he's not racist, you know? And that's fucking stupid. That's just dumb. Obviously, I'm not part of the power structure. I have no money ever. In order to make money, I would literally have to make money. I'm not fucking doing anything to anybody. Yeah, make it. I would have to produce... I'm not getting it anywhere. Oh. I'll get money someday. One day. I'm going to be successful, guys. I'm super confident. I know this for a fact. The, the, the chance I make it, like the percentage number, is the inverse number of the chance I kill myself. <laughs> and that is supreme confidence. You know what I mean? Uh, overdose on drugs, too, I guess. That's... I fucking love drugs, guys. Drugs are great. I think people just view them wrong. They're like, oh, party, let's do some drugs. But drugs are a tool. You know what I mean? Like, if you value sentience as probably the most powerful thing we know about, they alter the way you think. How is that not a fucking amazing thing? You know what I mean? That's an amazing thing. I find drugs on the ground sometimes. You know? It's dope. I look down, there's a little baggie. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
And of course I pick it up because it's like it's tools, you know? It's like I found a wrench on the ground. And I do wrenches, you know? <laughs> Fucking grabbing that for sure. <clears throat> God, there's one more I want to squeeze out. People are scared of drugs. They're like, oh no, you fucking hurt yourself. You fucking die. That's because they're tools, and tools are dangerous. And you can take out fucking both your legs with a chainsaw. Stupid, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was it. That was the one. Baby, you so ratchet. Oh, that was Zach Wiseman. Everybody, comments now on the microphones. Sweet math joke. I really like that one. The inverse. <laughs> Sweet motherfucking onesie, yo. <laughs> Sweet moves, bro. Somebody turned down the gravity. Comments, comments, anybody? I think the audience is scared. Well, when you start throwing things around on stage, it gets a little scary. Well, and when it's a good set, what are you gonna say, right? Yeah, I like the thing about the clap right now. Woo! Can we just do that? Everybody clap, Zach Wiseman. That's how Zach Wiseman does it. He just says, you know what? I don't need any comments because I just fucking wrecked it like a champion in a onesie. Oh, wow, that's not something I ever thought I'd say. Your next comedian has a new show here every Monday from 2 to 4, and it's called Good News with a Westo Westerlund. Put your hands together, everyone. Yay! What up, guys? What up, gals? Anything new with you? I don't give a fuck. Lots going on with me, guys. Guess what it is? It's so new. Uh, it's, it's always happening. I'm bleeding. Give it up for bleeding. Woo! So exciting, you guys. So exciting. I'm just here to talk about my shame, okay? And I'm a bleeder, so I got a lot of shame. Um, I'm on day 15 right now, you guys. Day 15. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, but you know what that means, right? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> not pregnant. Woo! And also, don't fucking trust me because I should be dead. Jesus Christ. What the hell am I still doing here? Uh, but I, I actually, have you guys, uh, have you, you guys do the Bleeder Pride Parade? You guys ever do that? It's tons of fun. We got two, but none, none of you guys go to the parade? Jesus Christ, it's amazing, awesome. Every year we paint the town red. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it. But yeah, all the shame I got, man. You know, like all those abortions. So much shame. Just a whore, slut, whore. Just, oh my God, this last abortion I got, I go and it was, I swear to God, the guy who knocked me up, he was there. It was more his abortion than it was mine. Because he was crying. (laughs) And I was like, shut up, dude. You are not father material. I'm looking for the man who can afford two families. <laughs> Realistic bitches. But no, when I was in there getting it, they uh, they had me sign some paperwork. You know, they give you the Valiums and then they have you sign these papers. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, right? And I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna sue you. Yeah, no, whatever. And then it says, do you want to donate your stem cells to science? I'm like, shit, yeah, I like science. Sure, I sign that. You know, but then after they suck the thing out of me, I go to check out, and the lady at the counter was like, that's gonna be $500. And I was like, wait a minute. Didn't I just donate my stem cells to science? 
Isn't that worth something? So the next time you guys go and get an abortion, you or your loved one, whoever, you know, bring your own jar. And, and, and no, just a jar. They'll give you the value. You need a jar and a nice chest is what you need. And then you go sell that shit, right? You go sell that shit. <laughs> Figure if Joan Rivers had bought my abortion, the bitch would still be alive. Um, she wants to look young and beautiful, live forever. I got my retirement planned. Anyway, a lot of shame, a lot of shame, but the thing I'm most ashamed of, you guys, the thing I'm most ashamed of, I told the man that I love, that I love him, in a Facebook message, and all I got was a big blue, so much shame, but I'm dating, I'm actively dating, I'm looking for love, I'm out there, I'm looking for love, but I keep getting invited to all these orgies, and I go, um, but I went out with this guy recently, and uh, he said he was a photographer, and then he sent me a fuzzy dick pic. No, but I did. I found a new guy. He's, he's promising. He's really sweet. Uh, the first night I spent at his house, he said, Alyssa, we're not going to have sex. And I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but we did do a lot, of, a lot of heavy petting. I think the kids call it uh, dry humping. Uh, it's pretty underrated, you guys. Uh, it's, it's not that dry. <laughs> It's pretty wet. Um, eventually, we did go to sleep, though, and then he woke me up to tell me that I snore. I knew that, right? But he's like this techie guy. He lives his whole other life. I don't get it. He's got this thing called Amazon Prime. <laughs> you can get anything you want whenever you, <laughs> whenever you want it. So, uh, so he ordered me some nose strips. <laughs> And then, he, uh, and then he threw in some toothbrushes. <sighs> so I live there now. Okay, thank you guys. Alyssa Westerland. Yeah, I keep going for I I loved your set. Uh, hey, everybody, you got comments. It's time to, to bring them to the forefront. Comments or clonopin. I'm having some serious cramps. <laughs> um, whatever you got. Uh, Your volume jokes treats. are perfect. Pot treats, perfect, perfect. Comments? Okay, suck a dick and die. Those are comments brought to you by Alyssa Westerland. Running the boards, being a champion. You should listen to her new show every Monday from 2 to 4 called Good News. Good News. She might change the name. It doesn't matter. She's got plenty of time. And we can always change everything here at Mutiny Radio. Tell me again. Jensplaining? What is it? It's Friends with Jennifer. Friends with Jennifer. You guys, you are in for a treat. Your next comedian, she has a new show coming up here on the station every Saturday from 2 to 4. It's called Friends with Jennifer. Put your friend hands together. Slap your Put friendly your together. hand together for Jen. Yay! Hello, Mutiny Radio. Oh my gosh, you guys, this place is almost crowded. I love it. Wow, it's a great show for a bringer. <laughs> No, I'm really looking forward to this. Coming up on Saturday, we're going to get this new show started off. Friends with Jennifer's. Friends with Jennifer's. Friends with Jennifer's. She will get that. Um, I was just thinking, it was so great that I didn't have to have any daddy issues for the BDSM community to really embrace me. I didn't realize I was being grandfathered in. 
Uh, you know, it's just those family relations really matter around the holidays. I was giving my uncle a hug the other day. Next thing I knew, he was nibbling on my earlobe. I know, right? I'm like, you bastard. If grandpa were alive today, he'd kick your ass for not using the whole damn tongue. What happened to family values? Crazy shit. Uh, my dad had Parkinson's. Yay! I know, none of you, I usually save that for a stiffer audience. It's not your fault. Um, so I uh, want to explain, for those of you that are not familiar with Parkinson's, it's a lot like the opposite of Viagra. Makes everything else hard. So <laughs> my uncle was very handy. He was able to put one of those floor-to-ceiling poles next to my dad's bed, help him get up, because he had to go to the bathroom all the time on those meds and uh, was severely abused as a child for peeing in the bed. So this was a very big thing to come back to us as a PTSD. We didn't, didn't know anything about this until later in my dad's life. But then I was looking at that pole and I realized I finally feel the support of my family to take that exercise class I always wanted to. Have you ever gone to, have you ever been to the brass rail? I had to do some studies, you know. <laughs> Hey, this was seriously just a field trip, okay? I wanted to make sure I got the moves down. Did you know that you can even serve cottage cheese on a stick? Oh my God, it's bad, it's bad. It's in uh, this place south of us, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, just don't eat the nachos. Bad hangover, bad hangover. Um, anyway, I was uh, getting these weird phone calls from my mom, you know, she's checking in with me like, I'm so lonely, I'm like, mom, Dad's hallucinating that your house is full. Just borrow some of those, okay? His medicine is working really well. He's got to look at the furniture to see if it has actual feet or if there's people. And I had this great encounter. I got to meet Colonel Custer. Let me give you some history. Actually, my dad was the history teacher. And so he says, there he is. There's the paper. There's his signature. Don't fuck with me. I don't know what meds he was on, but he would never try marijuana for fear of side effects. So, strange things. I mean, I was one of those kids in high school, just say no generation, thank you very much. You know, the whole Reagan scandal. And uh, I actually did win a slogan contest saying, let's just put the stone age in the past. That was worth $300, people. Sold my soul for that joke, thank you. Uh, no, it, it's interesting these days. I, uh, I tell people, even though my dad's gone, I still carry him with me. They don't realize it's because my mom put him in a bucket that says burn, and she doesn't let go of his ashes yet. So every time we have a holiday, we have to put the box that he was in, with the bag that he was in, with the little stamp thing on there, identifying who he was, up on the mantle. This is the weirdest thing, but you know, I guess he just didn't earn it yet. Thank you guys, you have a great time. <laughs> that was Jennifer, was amazing. And we got comments, you guys. Co comments. So I'm all for really dark, fucked up shit. Yay. But I find it really hard to laugh at stuff that's like super like, it seems like it's actually just true. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like, if it comes across... Well, this like, way nobody will like, steal my jokes. Oh, you have true, to live yeah. this shit. Great comment. Great I won't talk comment. about my prostate exam, if that makes you yeah. feel better. 
But like the Parkinson's thing, like I, I I felt like it would not be good to laugh at that for some like it was difficult. You were me meant to, to feel that in the okay. beginning. You weren't supposed to laugh at that. It okay. leads to my Okay, next. Jen, just let him give the comment. Come sure. on, he's cute. Are you single, commenter? Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen in the booth. More comments, more comments. She wants to paint the town red. Go ahead. I, I really like that slogan. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you got 300 bucks for it. That was a good slogan. Thank you. Even though it's against my best interest, it was a good slogan. And I think if you're going to do that dark stuff, it's really just about the delivery. It wasn't like unfunny or there isn't much. Some of the stuff I think you could have went deeper on, like the meds, like which meds and what side effects and, you know. Maybe uh, make up a couple stories about, like, I wanted to feel like this for my date or for work or whatever, so I took my dad's, blah, blah, you know. Right on, right on. Yeah, he wasn't a falling down drunk. He was a falling down stiff. So (laughs) it was a little different. (laughs) Anyone else? Okay, that was awesome. Give it up for Jim. Thank you. Get back to me. next comedian he is a hilarious person uh he's been homeschooled but don't hold him again go hold it against him (laughs) no he's really a wonderful human being and i love him so much you guys are gonna love his comedy too clap your hands wildly for ian levy uh thanks guys see it takes a village i um uh, I saw a billboard, uh, a promotion for uh, Facebook Live the other day, uh, advertising. And it just made me realize uh, I don't want to Facebook Live. I want to Facebook Live. <laughs> just really experience. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to live in the moment. I want to be more, I don't know. A, a real person, not just online, not just digital. I was given, uh, I was given a watch for Christmas. Uh, my mom gave me a watch, which I, which I really like. It, a watch symbolizes a lot to me. You know, this watch is important to me because it's my mom's way of saying, like, you're a real adult. You have places to go. It's not a digital watch. It's not as it Roman numerals. It's real. Like this to me is my mom saying, like, you're a real adult now. You know, take control of your life. You know, I feel this watch makes me feel like a man. And with that mutiny, I ask you, do you want to know what time it is? Ha! I said mutiny, do you want to know what time it is? Woo! The time is... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, one, five, ten. Seven oh eight. <laughs> oh boy, a silly bit. I got another silly bit. Um, as as uh, th- this is my uh, interpretation, a little act out of uh, two uh, two people living in a village uh, in Camelot shortly before Arthur uh, was found. Okay, people, village people living in Camelot. Uh, ah, hey there. Did you hear that uh, the king died? Our old king. Oh yeah, I did. I, I did hear that. What, what are we gonna What are we gonna do? How are we gonna pick the next king? Oh, they got a really, really efficient, practical system of finding our next king. 
uh, oh, what is it? Like, like, like a democracy? No, we're gonna, we're gonna take a sword, uh, we're gonna put it in a stone, and then we're gonna have people pull on the stone, uh, and that's how we pick our new leader. Just, just pull, yeah, just pull, just a sword in a stone. You just gotta, you gotta pull, pull on the sword in the stone. Oh, we just, yeah, it's just a, a sword in, in a stone. Everyone just lines up and takes turns. Well, at least it's more practical than the Electoral College. <laughs> that's, that's my big Electoral College joke. <laughs> Oh dear. I saw a, uh, an anti suicide PSA on a billboard the other day uh, that just said, uh, It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, which is the only anti suicide PSA I've ever seen that also works as a pro suicide PSA. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, you're right. It is not worth it. <laughs> Woot. That, that, that's my person of a jump. <laughs> oh, something high. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, oh, God, this is, this is terrible. I, but I'm, I'm blanking out another joke, so I'll just end on this. Um, is it just me, um, or is it a tad bit ironic uh, that jokes about having AIDS are never positive. Okay, that, that, that's, that's my set. <laughs> Ian Levy, smartest, most clever, punnest alive. Positive jokes. There are things to say. If you guys have things to say, you should tell them right now. In one of the microphones, please. I, I really please. like your set a lot. I know. No comments or criticism. Oh, thank Which you. It's really nice. Is the, is, what, did I do the, the Camelot thing for too long? Like, I was trying to drag it out for comedic effect, but... No, yeah, I would... Shorten that one by a little bit. I was thinking that, but then I decided to shut up because uh, in front of the audience, it would be funnier that you kept on doing it, and everything else was so good. I didn't, you know... It was a great set. Don't change a thing. Y you can... Um, you know there's a, a musical called Camelot, and you oh, could I do. sing a little <laughs> Camelot. <laughs> I mean, and there's even Spamalot, which is a whole different uh, musical. On at, the at one point in my life, I had every song from Spamalot memorized. Well, so. so I feel like that if you're gonna go into a Camelot thing, you might as well like really be ridiculous and like break out some. You know, if you can get some coconuts from out of nowhere and make some horse clopping noises or beat a dead yeah. cat. What I'm saying is if you're gonna do beat, beat a dead cat. Well that it's, it's in the it's in the okay. yeah, yeah. The, some call me Tim the holy grail. And it was, yeah, it's all yeah, the yeah. same. So when you start talking about things like that, it makes my head when you say Camelot, it makes my head go to those places. So I want you to go to those places and especially do act outs, because I think you're a talented actor. You just don't do that very much. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Comments, other people comments? No one wants no one, to talk about how nice no my watch is. He's been uh, okay. he's been shaving his beard down. Can someone say how nice it is that he quaffs his facial hair? Nobody. That's Everybody rough. on radio. He it dressed is, for this. It is difficult to make your face. I mean, wait, my face specifically. It's difficult. You to make clean up or? your you clean up your neckline. You keep it at a at a 
at a normal you, length. You I don't know, know I, if I, it's just you, random here. Because but. I, I went home and my sister gave me a bunch of shit for not taking care of my beard. And then separately, <laughs> my mom started telling me I should trim my beard more. And I said, did my sister put you up to this? And she's like, no. This <laughs> is a bourgeois so, moment yeah, my with Ian Levy. On me. Everybody clap your hands uh, together. Yay! <laughs> and then yay! I like it on my neck and chest. Uh, all right. Our next comedian. I'm very excited that he's going up, but I feel like there aren't enough people in the room, so I'm going to do a weird thing where you're going to kind of keep up the sound, and I'm going to run around and tell everybody outside to come in for our next comedian because I want people to comment on his jokes. This is great. Comedian, it's James Morrow! What up, what up? How are you guys doing? Happy holidays. Dude, you know what? Fuck this politically correct holiday stuff. Happy Kwanzaa, everyone. You know? There we go, yeah. Happy fucking Kwanzaa. Hope everyone had a great Kwanzaa. I did. Um, these are some new things. I'm going to do the whole phone thing, which I hate to do, but whatever. Um, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm half German, half Kenyan, um, which is interesting. Uh, half of my family has to deal with the whole history of colonialism bullshit, and the other half has to deal with what I think is a really persistent rumor that the Jews started about some stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of fake news out there these days. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a Holocaust denier. Um, I, what I do think would be funny is if the Nazis were black. That would be fun, right? Like, what if World War II movies were like more like black comedies than than they are? Right. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like um, if like Martin Lawrence played Hitler. Um, it would be kind of like half Big Mama's has two half Schindler's List. Like that would be fun, right? Um, They'd have names like uh, Martin does the Holocaust. That'd be pretty fun. Um, yeah, all right, cool. My phone locked. Um, yeah, I'm half African, that, that part is true. That's one of the few true things I've said so far. Um, pretty glad I'm not full African because just living in Africa would, I mean, that would suck, I think. I mean, I know. You know how I know Africa would suck is because in every YouTube video, no matter what the video's about, somewhere in the comments, there's some racist white people that are like, go home to Africa, black people, and no one ever really seems to go. Like, you'd think that, like, some of us would have, like, gone back at some point, right? Um, and, uh, like, there's literally black people that are reading that comment. They're like, you know what? I'm going to just stay here in Mobile, Alabama. I'm good. Africa must really suck by comparison. But, um... Yeah, the, the the worst part about I, I just feel like if I was if I was African, like the chance like the odds are pretty good I'd be one of those kids in the fucking UNICEF commercials. Like that would suck. You have the cameraman in your face all day, like like look hungrier. It's like, dude, can you just throw me a fucking granola bar, dude? Like Jesus Christ. Um Yeah. Um It would also suck to be like one of those really hungry kids that blew way past like Victoria's Secret level starvation and went straight to like eight months pregnant level starvation. 
like like I just really wanted to fit in my dress for the holiday party, but then I just didn't eat for two weeks. Oh my God, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Um, yeah, the worst part though would be like uh, getting the call from you know UNICEF. Your mom's like, don't worry, the United States is sending help. And you start fantasizing about your new life, all the food you're gonna eat, all the beautiful things you're gonna do with, you know, with your new life. And then who, what, who gets out of the bus? 50 of the blondest Starbucks drinking sorority girls UCLA has to offer. Each wearing different colored Toms. Um, yeah, that would suck. You're like, couldn't you at least have sent black people? They're like, yeah, we keep telling them in the YouTube comments, but like no one ever seems to listen. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna end with uh, a quick couple of impressions. The first one is uh, Dirty Gay Trump. Or no, sorry, the first one is uh, Dirty Gay Obama. Uh, and it goes something like this. Uh, let me be clear. Sometimes when you're, uh, when you're eating ass, it's gonna be a little bit of poop in there, all right? It's not gonna be easy. She's gonna bear down. She's gonna do what she gotta do. And then this is Jealous Gay Trump. You look at Obama, you look at him eating out all those other assholes except mine, and you know, it's just terrible, isn't it, people? It's just terrible. Tremendously jealous. It's tremendous. And you know, you know why I'm so jealous, people? You know I'm so jealous? Because believe me from what I've heard, and believe me, people are saying, below the belt, huge. All right, thanks, guys. Put your hands together, everybody. James Morrow, stay up there. You get comments. From all the people. Comments coming up. How serious are you about comedy? Uh, serious, in the end of the mic, buddy. End of the mic. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty serious. Pretty I mean, serious. Yeah. Uh, you're new? You're new? Uh, yeah, like six months maybe. Okay, just checking. Eight, seven just months. Checking. Okay, I, yeah, okay. Gotcha. That's cause just got more questions. Are you are you employed? Do you have a real job? I do. I actually work with Ginny. <laughs> oh, Ginny got me into this. Hey Ginny. Shit. Hey Ginny. Let Ginny me Hogan, ask. Yeah. Let me ask the next question for Alyssa Westerman. Are you single? <laughs> are you? T- I am t- not single. How tall are you? Not single. How tall I am are you? Four or five. Oh fuck, man. <laughs> Can you yeah. support two families? <laughs> you can't. I have a can't. really small penis. Oh, Jesus. Okay, okay. Comments, the you guys. Black, the black thing is not true. We know. We need it's real funny. comments. Comments, feedback. Yeah, hungry African kids. That's a funny That's a funny theme, right? Uh, I was just going to talk about it as the black guy in the room. Um, yeah, I heard the, uh, I got this early on, was the don't punch, uh, don't punch down rule, right? Only punch up. So like making fun of like rich people is like, I don't know, e- it's like easier to get people to laugh than right. starving African kids who look like right. me and you. Right. So just, yeah. <laughs> so just, don't, just don't do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was funny though. I th- you know, I'm, I'm going to laugh at starving kids all day, but like okay, yeah. other people. I can laugh at starving kids Thanks. all day. I thought it was really funny. Maybe I'm just a horrible person. Especially the part about like the UNICEF camera people watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, for the go back to Africa thing, I was thinking you could mention like who's going to pay for that? Like those tickets are expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say um, the Starving Kids thing. Uh, it, are, it sounds, it, when I hear it, it just, I think of the Sam Kinison joke. That's like where my head goes. Like, you know, the about what this, joke? Sam Kinison, the starving Africans, you know, the, the foods over there, say the fuck out of Africa. That old joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, it's, it's off as like his classic record. But anyway, um, and then the other thing was, uh, I forget, but anyway, 
<laughs> Great <laughs> comment. Sam, Sam yeah. Ken- Kennison? Yeah, Sam Kennison. All right, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. And uh, going back to Africa, <laughs> I just have to just say Libya. That's what Libya is, is when they told black people to go back to Africa. Uh, we lost you. Oh, Liberia. That's how they founded Libya. <laughs> That's how they founded Libya. We can hear you now. Word. A history lesson. We got... Yeah, it's pu- it's fucked up, but whatever. A little I bit of history. I don't know. James Morrow, everyone. All right, thanks, guys. Woo! Keep it for him. Yes. Modified Absolutely. He's modified organs. Bye for Your next comedian up to the mic. He was helping out today as we were training from two to four. He is Ginger. Is he still here? Is Matthew Kirk still here? Is he hiding in the bathroom? He's not. There he is. I see. I, he put on a rugby shirt. I got confused. I didn't see until he put on a Lands End rugby shirt. Clap your hands wildly for his rubber buttons. It's Matthew Quirk. Yay! Poor Tonky the Talkie. Thank you. Now that is a factoid right there that there are rubber buttons on old-timey rugby shirts. They didn't use plastic. That was part of the standard. That's a, that is a factoid of Monk's factoids. Uh, so anyway, you know, everyone's so psyched that 2016 is over, you know, like, because let's face it, the miracle of the Trump presidency, now there's going to be no more death and no more disappointment. Everything's going to be great again. I'm glad you guys are all on board with that. It's going to be great. It, man, 2017 is going to rock. And I mean, sweet crack rock. <laughs> It's going to be the 80s all over again. Trump's going to make America great. When was America great for Trump, right? The 80s. It's all coming back. It's going to be great. Man, and there's this new TV show coming out. There's a, a Trump spinoff from Celebrity Apprentice. Celebrity Apprentice of the Presidency. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that show. I don't know if you guys caught any of the advanced promotions they've been having for it. It's fucking riveting. Man, the stuff you can't write the stuff that they... Are you snorting coke back there? Is that what you're doing? I'm trumping. Are you you closing the hole in your septum or something? So anyway, so yeah. Uh, And they're starting to introduce some of the bit characters and just more and more drama, man. I just cannot get enough. It's not just reality TV. It's alt-reality TV. Man, that's a play on working. Do you edit this stuff? Yeah, hey, this is not the radio show. This is my mic. Back up off it. Turn your, turn your button down. So anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be like, so they've got a new game. You guys know F, Mary Kill, right? Now there's going to be a new game, man. Frack Merger Kill. It's going to be great. Yeah. They're already, they're already like selling off access to the resources, Right? Like Exxon Mobil is already racing up to the Arctic Circle to start like pumping out the oil from there. Oh man, you guys, you should look at the bright side of this. Trump is going to prove once and for all whether or not global warming is man-made. We are going to find out in the next four years. Boy, howdy, yeah. And then the it's like this show is going to be a tie-in with the Amazing Race, right? What's going to kill us first, global warming or nuclear war? You guys aren't excited? This is riveting. This is riveting stuff. The drama. Oh, I'm getting class for that? Good. Nuclear winter, that would count as man-made climate change, wouldn't it? Yeah. Does to me. Oh, it's going to be great. Bringing back the 80s, the Cold War, going to make it hot. More nukes for everybody. 
Oh, brand new future. The global warming. Now she's motioning at her breasts for me. Getting real distracted up here, guys. You know, this tag I've been meaning to put on this whole bit brought to you by Carl's Jr. And I've been, I've been forgetting to add that to every couple of statements. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Like, <laughs> does that mean I have half the time or twice the time? One third of the time. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. All right, that's mostly all. <laughs> the booth is being really rough with me tonight. Working on my workshop. I'm being heckled. I'm being hand heckled, honk heckled, actual heckled. All right, I'm ready for comments besides the horn. Matthew work, everyone. Moments for him. Yes. I do really like the idea of like fighting global warming with like nuclear winter. Like, like, <laughs> like, can those be like counteracting forces? Survivor like, Island. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's the true. best way to combat global warming is like just nuclear winter. Yes. And and the polar bears have really big guns, like big black like Princess Leia guns, right? You know, like where she's got the big t- gun of the. The yeah. white things that usually have black that's, guns, but then she's holding it, but she's still wearing a white, white outfit. Gun. But you have a polar bear wearing a big gun. That I. <laughs> that sounds like a comment on my set. <laughs> it's a commentary on stay on your medication. <laughs> Is that it? All right. Comments on his set. All right, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the point of joke workshop where we're not doing comments anymore. So it's just time for actual sets here. We're going to go five minutes on the last people. You don't get any comments, but you get an extra minute because I'm sorry we don't have time for comments, but it seems like our comments are bullshit now. So here Our we comments go. are bullshit. <laughs> Your next comedian has a show here on Sundays from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. It's <laughs> badass. Clap your hands wildly for Mike Evans Jr. Hello. Very happy to be back. Um, so I turned 22 yesterday, which is, uh, uh, yeah, fucking, I'm not looking forward to any other birthdays anymore, which kind of sucks. Don't really look forward to anything, really, because I'm black in Trump America. One guy relates to me on that one. Well, 3%, because San Francisco, we don't have black people. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been weird. Every conversation I've ever had always is kind of like bullshit leading up to the Trump conversation. Have you realized that? Like when you talk to people you haven't seen in so long, that's what winter break has been. It's been like, how are you doing? Good. But not that good. <laughs> been kind of depressed. But like talking to racist people about it, it's actually way more fun because they're pumped. They don't know that they're going to die too because global warming kills everybody. It doesn't just kill people of color, you know? I don't know. They're just, they're just fucking psyched. I don't know. I read somewhere that fucking most Trump states in general actually benefit from Obamacare. I'm like, you're so, you're so stupid. Like, this is so bad. Ah, oh, my God. Jesus. I was hoping to get a girlfriend, too, before the world ends, but that's just not happening. That's just not happening. Thinking about going gay, I think it's just a little little easier. Right? It's, I don't know. Hey, I did my whole youth straight, so you know, might as well. 
gay it up in the old ages, you know. Does your butthole get looser when you're older? Is it like, like you know how vaginas are tight, tighter when you're young, and then when you're older, they're a little, you know, but are they, is it the same for assholes, for guys, is anybody in my vouch, are assholes looser or tighter when they're older? Not yours specifically, I'm just saying assholes in general. Everything's tighter when you're younger. Okay, all right, for sure. Okay, I know who to go for. Um, I guess older, older guys would be better. Could fuck their neck. Reminds me of a vagina, right? Pretty close. I feel like I gotta like ease my way into it. I gotta go like butch lesbian first and then man. You know, it'd be easy. No, you wouldn't. Oh, because uh, that's right. Because they don't like dicks. That's the whole thing. That's the entire fuck. Ah, man. My mom says. <laughs> too much testosterone. My mom says I should go to church now since the world is ending. I'm like, you know, I think <laughs> I don't know if the church is really going to help us through this one. <laughs> I like, I don't know if like if God was to come back, he would have came back before Trump got elected, right? Like this is, I'm just saying. And if God came back, do you really think he'd be hanging out in church? Let's be real. The world's ending. He's doing amazing shit if he comes back. He made weed legal the same year he made Trump president, which I think is like the biggest, like, I don't know. It's kind of like giving like a depressed kid little just like pain painkillers, you know what I mean? Because California in general is going to be depressed for the next four to maybe eight years. I'm just going to say it like that. I really liked your set because you just hit reality in the face. I feel a little bit bad for white comedians right now, white male comedians. It's Weird thing for me to say, right? But I feel bad for white, <laughs> pushing, right? Play of punching, <laughs> exactly. Well, I feel bad for white male comedians because it's like any anything you do, you you're gonna get shit talked about you. People hate white guys right now more than anything else. And I was made fun of all my life for being whitewashed, but now it's cool to be a woke black man. So <laughs> I'm getting pussy. <laughs> getting pussy right now getting asshole tomorrow um what else is going on nothing else dude fucking i try to watch porn and it's tough when the fucking world is ending i can't stop talking about it it is it is really hard not my penis but it's everything else it's just difficult all right let me let me read some jokes for the last minute um let me see molly and social media don't mix it's just a thing that i learned the hard way um, that's my real honk. Thank you. Aw, I appreciate that. Accepting. That's a word we won't hear for a long time. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I like the, uh, I like the Cali exit joke that they were starting the first day, uh, Hillary got elected. What? I don't know. If, okay. Comedians have talked about this before, but like the night Hillary lost was such an amazing wash over confusion like I definitely cried I cried my lights I called my parents I was like fuck I didn't know the country was this racist and then um but I just like I had so much arrogance that Hillary was gonna win like like I'm fucking just like in people's faces like hey today's gonna be a really great day right or a really bad day just kidding it won't be a bad day totally the worst day of all time um hmm what else was gonna say uh, I had this joke that I was going to read off of my book that I'm going to read off now. I kind of forgot it to talk about Trump. Um, Cali exit. Yes. Okay. So if California becomes its own country, which I kind of hope happens, 
white people, like, you're going to have to go through, like, weekly inspections. That's just what's going to happen. <laughs> you're just going to have to go through psych- psychology tests. That's this is the truth. Even white women, too. 54% voted for Trump, right? 53, 69, somebody? No? Anybody in this 54% room? 54% of white women voted for Trump. That, yeah, that's tough. But, like, 15% of people my age even voted, too. Like, between 18 and 25, which is crazy. Because now that Kanye is running for president, too, he can definitely win now. Like, the thing about Trump winning for president is that anything is literally fucking possible at this point. The thing with, like, where you needed to have the best resume of all time now is just fucking upside down. Anything. You could do anything you want. You could be the leader of the NAACP if you wanted to. Does that make you feel any happier about your life? No. She was white. She was pretending, remember? There was a thing. That's why. I thought about that. We're all kind of meshing in. Sorry to depress you guys all here tonight. I mean, you're all lighter than me. <laughs> Even that guy right there. <laughs> when slavery comes back, you are in the house. All right. <laughs> everybody have a good night. Everybody for Mike Evans Jr. Yeah. Listen to his show every Sunday from 10 to midnight. It's called Old Soul Radio. What did I learn about the elections this year? Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. That's right. (laughs) Your next comedian's a woman. I love her. You probably don't, because she's a woman. Put your hands together. (laughs) She's also really smart, which means you hate her even more. Oh, my God. Smart women? Fuck those bitches. Put your hands together for Trina Roderick. Yay! I have nothing. I really don't have anything, Pam. I, uh, I ended 2016 taking a shit. Got it on my hand because I was taking a shit in the dark. <laughs> I know how you love the blue humor. It was in the dark, so it got over everything before I realized it. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck 2016. So, so last Friday when I opened, like, no, the, the hippies weren't here. I didn't think anything of it at the time. They took it the day off. Dude, no, I'm pretty sure 26 t- 2016 took down Diamond Dave. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gone. He's gone. He got taken by 2016. Mom, Mom can only hope. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> 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 so, oh, I, I read a meme. I read a meme that um, on Facebook that um, I'm in my 40s and 40s is the new sexy. You guys. <laughs> brought to you by the asshole. That's... <laughs> Dude, my old crazy cat lady shit is gonna get me so fucking hooked up in 2017. Dude, crazy cat lady here. That's right. Cause cats, here's the thing about cats. They're pissed off that they're so little and they can get hurt. They're just pissed off about that. So Journey, you have to just like go with it and like, Give them all the props that go with being like large and ferocious, but they're just a little tiny cat, right? So just like make them feel like they're, I feel like you're looking at me like, well, it's a cat, so. And my, my, my feeling is like, well, it's a cat, so 
what the fuck do I care? Let the fucking cat think it has a bigger ego than me. I don't give a fuck. Right? That was that was all the new cat material I wanted to do. Anybody? Anybody? No, I'm kidding. No, okay, seriously, that was all I was gonna do, Pam. I really just didn't I just came to just give it up, oh. Patrina! Serena Roderick killing beautiful thoughts in your head. And listen to her show every Sunday from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. Uh, She's going to open your mind more than she did tonight. Your last comedian of the night. Are you okay? I I don't see your... um, you used to have a thing on your body in a weird way that made you if infirmed. Oh, no, it's still there. I didn't notice that you were still infirmed. You were hiding it so well. That's amazing. I didn't even know you were retarded right now. Everybody, put your hands together for Madison Dunnitz. Yay! Yeah, my arm's still broken. And I'm sitting because that's easier and I'm lazy. I didn't... Yeah, um, they put two metal plates and like six screws in my arm, and I really didn't realize how serious it was till they showed me all those X-rays. <laughs> it was like, oh, no wonder people seemed so concerned. This was a real problem. Um, I went home for Christmas. Home is Minnesota. It's an interesting place. It's better in the city. Just gonna say that. Just gonna be honest. Um, I call it home, but then when I'm there, I call San Francisco home, which makes my mom sad. And when I call Minnesota home here, people just like look at me like I'm weird. So I, I figured out that home is just wherever I'm not. Like that's it. Uh, just wherever I'm not. Uh, for Christmas, my mom got me a Hillary mug. It says like a woman's place is in the White House, Hillary 2016. <laughs> she wrapped it up and everything. Apparently they came the day after the election and she just wanted to share the sadness. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, so for New Year's, I made only one real resolution. It was going to be to stop smoking weed, but that seemed too hard, so I ch- oh, changed it to no smoke. I'm not going to smoke weed alone anymore because I figured <laughs> this will like force me to be friendlier at least. <laughs> Even if it doesn't like really reduce my smoking, we'll see. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate that. I'm gonna go outside later, so. (laughs) Thanks for helping me keep my resolution. Um, My one of my best friends in Minnesota though um, works at Poison Control, and they cover Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota, so they get a lot of good calls. They're basically um, they call themselves the lifeguards of the gene pool. Like, saving the ones you don't want. (laughs) One guy called in to know if this is... He um, filled his bong with gasoline instead of water because he thought it would help the weed get into his system faster. And, like, between coughs, he's asking my friend if he's going to be okay. And she's like, are you still lighting it right now? You built a bomb. That's what you built. (laughs) That's it. Um... (laughs) Oh, you want an update? I he didn't die on the phone call. That's all we know. <laughs> That's fair. You should be worried. 
I'm sure. You know what else people like to do in South Dakota? And Minnesota, but I'm going to pretend like they don't do it there. Um, they call it puddle jumping. And they drive their jet skis. When the ice starts to break up, they just drive it over different pieces. And then the game ends when someone sinks their $10,000 jet ski. That's the game. I know, right? And these are the ones voting for Trump. What is this shit? Um, hmm. So I spent New Year's, I had a weird New Year's. Uh, my friend and I were going to play board games because I'm pretty cool like that. But she went to bed early. <laughs> so then I was just sitting in my apartment like, huh, what should I do? So I thought about like walking to a bar that was close by, but that seemed like a lot of effort. And then I heard a party upstairs, <laughs> like because I live in an apartment building. So I just went upstairs and crashed my neighbor's party. <laughs> And it was good. Like, they were very friendly um, and nice. After they got off, like, got past, like, the weirdness of being like, who are you? You know, you can't just walk into our house like this. It's like, you guys are obviously not drunk enough for New Year's, if you remember your friends. Um, but they had cats, so I had to leave. And then I came back, like, 10 minutes before um, midnight, because I was like, yeah, this is, you know, we're going to watch the fireworks, see the ball drop. So I forgot that you're supposed to, like, make out at midnight. Like, it just... Wasn't thinking about that. So I'm just like in the middle of like probably eight different couples, just chatting with everybody, waiting for the fireworks, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> midnight comes, and all of a sudden I'm just in a room filled with people making out. I'm looking around like, oh my God, I forgot. This is really important. And then I made awkward eye contact with this guy while he was making out with a girl. and just kind of like... <laughs> Pointed at the door and mouth, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so that was my New Year's, thank you. Madison Dunnett, everyone, yes! She was very, very funny and I totally agreed with her and felt like I was at the party with her. We have one more comedian who doesn't know they're going up and she didn't want to go up, but we're gonna make her journey, please. Journey Roberts. It's your time. Everybody put your hands together, Journey Roberts! Yay! I've been I've never been to this mic. I've never been up at this mic because I don't I don't wanna hear what you milk with toast little bitches have to say. <laughs> about my art, so fuck you all, uh, I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's weird, like this is the, I think this is the only mic I know of where you go up and do a set and then the hecklers wait politely <laughs> to, fuck, to fuck with you afterwards. Like I think, like maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's a better setup than an actual comedy club, I mean it's, it's certainly more civilized, but that's that's why I, Pam asked me twice when I came up. She's like, I'm going to put you on. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, do you want to? No, that was the first one. The, and then the second one was like, do you want to go? No, I can put you on. I'm like, no. Because <laughs> fuck all of you. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> like, fun f- uh, with love, you know. Fuck you with love, <laughs> but, but but that's why that's why I do comedy because it's a one-way thing. Like I don't I, I don't I don't have to listen to that back and forth bullshit with the other person saying their shit. Like I don't I don't I'm just up here trying to learn how to be a person, but like with a one-way mirror way. Like 
like not in a real <laughs> not, not in a real dialogue communication way just in a fuck you with love but shh <laughs> don't speak <laughs> darling baby don't speak <laughs> I don't anyway that's uh so that's <laughs> that's why I don't like Monday nights I was really sad when Danny Detchu took over the brainwash and this was this has always been this so Monday sucked for a while after <laughs> because because Ivy Room closed down that used to be East Bay that was Mondays right so this Mondays were empty for me for a long fucking while and now I haven't been on stage in like a week because um Christmas I don't I hate I hate um I don't know I don't I don't hate my family I'm just it's just like a separation is happening (laughs) we're like they're like they're not they're not really bad so I can't disown them but oh if only right (laughs) they're not they're not they're not they're not quite bad enough for me to you know some people really need to distance from their families because they're like I just don't want I don't want I don't want anything anymore. I don't want, like, Buddhists claim that uh, desire is the source of suffering, and it's just nonsense. You know what's, you know what sucks so much worse is not wanting fucking anything else. <laughs> Seriously, once you, once you, <laughs> once you stop wanting anything at all, like, the gun in the mouth is like, like right or like I don't I don't own guns I'm a Democrat but but, but, but or I, I was I thought I was a Democrat until like until like a year ago I didn't know uh, it turns out uh, one I'm not a not a Democrat two um, I'm a misogynist yeah. <laughs> uh, I had no idea it turns out uh, I'm a bro and hey women I didn't I didn't know this about myself, but you, you know, you get older, you learn new things. Uh, hate w- with the hair and their tits and the whole thing are just the worst. The worst. That's, that, but really, that's the only reason you would hate that miserable, money-grubbing, warmongering cunt is because you're a misogynist. I don't know. Uh, true. Facts, sir. Uh, this is true. The only reason you're not a Clinton fan is because you just, you resent and hate and want pussy. That's the only... <laughs> which, is, which, is what a, which is what a misogynist is, is someone who uh, really wants to touch you and isn't allowed and is pissed about it. <laughs> He's truly upset about it. <laughs> That's that's what a misogynist is. I don't know if you know. I'm I'm starting. You know what? I finally though have sympathy for dudes who will only date girls who weigh 110 pounds. And I figured out what it is. I know. I really I figured it out. I, I found the place of love. Like I think even horrible things come from a place of love. And here's what it is. Um, a woman of substance, literally and figuratively, does not like she could take or leave you. Do you know what I mean? If you fall for some like 75 year old bitch, that bitch is hungry. She needs you. She needs you. She's starving. She's starving. A woman, a woman who already weighs 150, like you would have to have a personality to hang out with that bitch. Oh, wow. And she could tell you you don't have one. It's terrifying. It's ter- and men are daisies. So I'm like, I'm, I'm finding a fucking compassion for misogynists. Not the one who's about to take the White House, but the rest of you pieces of shit. Anyway, uh, thank you all. Fuck you all. Merry, happy, whatever. Woo! <laughs> That was 
is Journey Roberts. I'm. I, we have like five minutes left. I'm going to do five minutes on my own show, which I never do. Thank you so much, Alyssa and Jen, for running the boards tonight. Thank you. Uh, Give it Journey. up for Pam, everybody. Woo! And yay. If everyone could just give it up for Netflix for this really shaping my life. That would be great. Everybody, Netflix. Oh, it's happening. Here's the thing. Oh, Netflix isn't shaping my life. I don't even have a TV at my house. And Netflix shapes my life. The algorithms are shaping your life. I put in death. What did I put? I put in some weird thing the other day on Google. It was like death of a black and it was like woman <laughs> no it went it was death of a and then it went strong black woman and i was like really really google this is what you give me when i put death of a and it goes strong black woman how are you our netflix is that much easier i i just put in like god what did i well you know what you put in netflix i can't see anything that i've watched every single documentary that could possibly be interesting to me at this point and i'm like do you have anything for me reality is there anybody doing anything creatively relevant anywhere like can i please like attach to something and then that just makes me feel like you know, has anybody had a nervous breakdown this year? It's only been two days. Just me? Cool. Yeah, crying. <laughs> crying alone in the dark. Just me. Totally freaked out. Like, no one understands what I'm going through. The pressure and the stress. I can't. I can't do it. I just want to watch a documentary about something. <laughs> and then they give me minimalism, and I'm like, I'm already doing that. I'm poor. What the fuck do I have to do? Oh, oh, we're pretentious assholes that made, we have so much money that we made a documentary about being simple people. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. I get $167 a month to feed me, my boyfriend, and my cat. And I figured it out. Now, here's the problem is my cat is an asshole. You guys have no idea. My cat's most, he's not even a person, and he's the most important person in my life. You, it's any, if anyone's ever had a cat, you run, you have to know how, you have to bow to your alien overlords, the cats, because they are the supreme beings of all nature and all wonderment, and we must bow to the cats. So I go now to Sun Fat once a week, and I buy salmon scraps for a dollar a pound, and I take it home, and I, I scrape off the salmon with my fingers, and I put it into this one little thing. I feed him sashimi-grade ahi. Like, it's not ahi because it's salmon. I feed it to him, and then I take the bones, and I put them with water, and I boil them, and I make them into salmon jello, and I give my cat, I do this every week, I'm not even fucking with you guys. I, I, we go, salmon jello, we take it to the limit. We do, the cat, I tried to bring white meat into the relationship, he won't do it, it's only salmon. I have, we are in a terrible place. I can't afford to eat and I'm getting my cat. Like, he's the salmon jello. It's jello made from salmon bones. If I'm doing this, I love my cat. We can't. 
there's I don't add salt to it because I care about the cat, right? It's it is human grade food with no salts. You don't want to eat the salmon jello. That's gross. There's no salt. A little bit. I can put a little. I can put a little like fleur de sel on the top, and you could eat it as a tiny little amuse bouche, and maybe you'd be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? But this is all cat food. And I'm sad that Snidey hasn't eaten his food because it's the weird white food and he only likes the salmon. It's so tough, you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, do I have real jokes about things. I don't. I just wanted to talk to my cat. To talk to my cat. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you to Jen and Alyssa from Learning the Boards tonight. Woo! This has been the Joke Workshop. Good night, yeah. Give it up for Pam. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door and promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have 